My guest on today's episode of What's the Secret Podcast is Jason Wojo. Jason is the owner of Wojo Media, a agency that specializes in running paid ads. They currently have over 60 clients that they run paid ads for. They generate over six figures a month. Yes, you heard me right, six figures a month. And on this episode, I was able to pick Jason's brain about what's working now in paid ads. What opportunities are people missing in the paid ad space? And we also delved into how he started his agency, how he scaled his agency to six figures a month. Uh, this was one of the most fun interviews I did because Jason was just so transparent and authentic. And the stuff he shared is really awesome. And I know from my personal experience, the things he shared, they work, right? So grab a cool drink, set back, enjoy this episode, Six Figure Paid Ad Secrets with Jason Wojo on What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Jason, how's it going, man? Good, man. Happy to be on and excited to obviously chat it up with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm super excited to have you on too. I actually did an interview uh, probably a week ago uh, with your friend Troy Erickson, and he's the one who told me about you. And I was like, man, send it my way. I'd love to talk to him. I know listeners are going to get a big thing, a lot out of it. So why don't we start off just by telling listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you got going on? Yeah. So um, like you said, my name is Jason Mojo. I'm a digital marketer, um, eight-figure media buyer. I run a social media marketing agency called Mojo Media. We service, you know, over 60-something clients across, you know, 12 to 15 different verticals and niches. Um, we mostly run Facebook ads, Google ads, um, you know, even sometimes Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, um, anything that's really for, you know, proven business models that need to be scaled with, with paid ads. Um, we also do a lot of like sales training, lead gen, um, local business. That's kind of like where I started. Um, I used to be called like the local business accelerator when I started. Um, and then now I'm mostly just working with a lot of proven concepts that don't know how to run ads efficiently or just can't, you know, fix their back end, which is, you know, closing better, better AOV, higher LTV, sending more emails, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's an all over like business approach. Um, so, yeah. And now I live in Tampa, so I'm originally from New York. Um, and then when I graduated from college in 2019, I basically just went to Orlando, lived there for a year and a half, and then now I'm here in Tampa. And yeah, it's been a crazy ride, man. So, isn't most most entrepreneurship is a crazy ride, isn't it? When you start yeah. to back on it, you're just like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Well, yeah, the thing is, it's like it's not supposed to be an average route, like it's supposed to be up and down and like you wind up moving here for this opportunity and then you wind stuck up somewhere else. And then you meet somebody who introduces you to this person. And then you wind up working with that person who influences you to move here. And it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's supposed to be like that. That that's what makes it, you know, exhilarating. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned a, a lot of different things there are Facebook ads, Google ads, TikTok, Snapchat, things like that. So I'm just curious what, you know, what, 
platforms are you seeing uh, the best results with these days? Like, is Facebook still kind of the the king on the mountain that needs to be knocked off? Or um, Facebook is good for more like it's good because they still have more data than most platforms for more impulse buying. But at the same time, Snapchat is a very like untapped thing. Um, Snapchat gets a very high ROAS for, you know, some of my clients. And it's like weird because Snapchat, we think about, you know, the demographic on there and like what they really care about. Um, and that's why you see a lot of like YouTubers putting a lot of ads on there for like, you know, certain pranks or whatever. Cause that's like the demographic. Um, there's a lot of econ products that do well on Snapchat. Um, but for Facebook, there's been a lot of issues lately with obviously iOS 14. Everybody's worried about the update and all the things going on around that. Um, and then obviously if you're running more like SEO based ads that you have a lot of like good search terms for um, in your products and like it's a very broad scope like Google Shopping and Google Ads work very well for that. And then if you're selling like stock trading, those kind of offers do really well with YouTube ads. Um, and then like other like business, uh, biz op or MLM kind of things do really well on YouTube, um, coaching webinars, VSLs, those do really well on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really just depends. Like I usually will see if the, the concepts proven on Facebook and then I'll take them to the different traffic sources. But if it's like, for example, like stock trading, I'll go straight for YouTube because you can't run stock trading on Facebook. There's some things that are just not compliant enough to run on Facebook. Um, which is unfortunate because it's been like a thing that everybody's been frustrated at. Like people are just randomly getting banned and shut down. And I'm like, dude, there's some businesses who really depend on Facebook, like to run their business, their families, like they depend on that income from all the legion and all that. And it's like some businesses are literally dying overnight and they're forced to pivot and change up their angle, their advertising and basically start from zero with like no data, which is obviously unfortunate. And it's, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, I'm actually glad you mentioned that. that was actually going to be my next question because you mentioned iOS 14, but it like it seems to me like the elef- like the big like the gorilla in the room with Facebook is just the freaking compliance side yeah. of things and the the inability to really like have a effective way to deal with it with them, right? Like a lot of companies are like basically sh- like slitting off like a good 20, 25% from a retargeting campaigns too, because some people are opting out of advertising. Um, the other thing too is, is like, it's weaning out the real business owners from the ones who are just here to like, you know, make a quick buck. So that's kind of what I think Facebook compliance and iOS 14 is really here for. Um, it's like really shaping away like the really, I guess you'd say small business owners from, from the legitimate ones. So it, it's also, with the way you spend money on Facebook, it's kind of like shaping the way for the real like ad buyers to really stay. Um, and I don't really see a lot of like, you know, like there's obviously some companies that are like smaller that are trying to advertise, but like they get so put behind everybody who's actually spending real money. Um, and that's the biggest thing. Like the more you're willing to spend right now with iOS 14, like the more market share you're going to get because you're going to hit the right buyers. Um, and obviously, if you don't have any, a lot of audience overlap and things like that, you're going to be able to stay up longer. But yeah. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting insight because, you know, I know everybody talks about Facebook. I've seen a lot of people talking more about YouTube ads in recent times. Snapchat really surprises me because that's not something I ever would have thought of. Like, yeah. uh, and uh, and what about TikTok? What, what kind of things are you seeing there for people? TikTok is a lot of e-com stuff. So they're basically leveraging influencers. 
So they'll give their product to an influencer. They'll get them to obviously use it. And then they'll use that leverage in the ad. If they're like a top TikTok influencer, like, you know, Charlie D'Amalio, I believe that's how you say her name. Um, like they'll send her a product. They'll pay a lot of money, obviously. You know, that's probably like a forty, fifty thousand $50,000 promo. She'll use the product in the video and then they'll use that video as like UGC as an ad. Um, so, I mean, that's the most effective thing I've seen. Also short form content because the attention span on TikTok is so short because of all like the jump cuts and the cool animations and all that. Um, so just more like short form content, not so much more fluff. Oh, interesting. My, my, I, I know nothing about TikTok. My daughter has been like amassing followers on there. She <laughs> loves it. And, uh, but she's like, she, yeah, I know nothing about it. So I keep telling her, Hey, advertise my business on there, honey. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> she's only 12. So she's like, she doesn't know what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about your agency side of things. Cause you said you're, you're dealing with around 60 clients, right? mainly established businesses, things like that. I have a lot of listeners and people, especially in our offline charts community that are looking to grow an agency, doing similar services, maybe not the exact same services, but similar services is what you're doing. Maybe, could you talk a little bit about like, how'd you get your agency off the ground? And then do you have any advice for those people that are maybe, they're not getting traction yet, they're looking to get traction, Anything, any, uh, any tips you could give them that they could use to, to get some momentum going? Yeah. So the first thing with obviously getting an agency off the ground is basically marketing to the right clientele, like positioning yourself in a way that you're not just trying to make any like quick amount of buck. You need to perceive yourself as that person who's willing to work with like more high net worth individuals, high net worth businesses who have obviously been, you know, running for a while and they just basically need to, to jumpstart into new pieces of revenue. Um, and they have data. When I first started, I made the mistake of just, you know, trying to get anybody under the sun. I was working with barbershops. I was working with these, you know, small nutritionists locally and doing lead gen, but they didn't have deep pockets. And I was rat racing with them and they weren't able to close that many leads because their ad spend was just so small. And it was just very, very frustrating for me because, you know, I was obviously charging a small amount of money, 500, 750 a month, you know, to get these clients on board. And they were just literally just a waste of time. They would call you at 10 o'clock at night. They would literally just like bother you over little every dollar of ad spend possible. Like if I spent 20 bucks one day, they'd be freaking out. And it was like, these were business owners that I just, I, I could not deal with. Um, so what I basically did was I used that time to really like sharpen my sword and, you know, learn more skills and, you know, do a lot of work like for free somewhat. Because if I was making a small amount of money on the side, I was willing to learn from big companies that were actually making real money that were spending thousands of dollars a day on Facebook and just learn from them, you know, see their funnels, see their systems. And that's where I kind of learned a lot of that was from Hustle Island, which is the company that me and Troy worked with. Um, and that's my mentor, Greg Berry. He was the owner of it. And we were spending like, you know, maybe almost close to $2,000 a day on Facebook. We were running like real sales funnels, you know, multiple offers an email list, a Facebook group, subscription model on one of them. And like, that's where I learned a lot about, you know, obviously online marketing and what actually went into a winning funnel, copy, automations, all those things. Um, but the biggest thing too is like, it's good to have local businesses, but the local business part is like really hard because of what happened with like COVID and people are kind of afraid to kind of pick up those clients again, because if they shut their doors, they're not paying you a cent. 
Yeah. Um, they're not going to keep you on payroll because they feel bad. They're just going to be like, oh, or, you know, like, I'm sorry, this had to be like this, but I can't pay you anymore kind of thing. Um, so the best thing that I would say is like, try to find a lot of clients who are in Facebook groups, who are like, basically, you know, that they have a proven concept that you can obviously pitch to, um, you know, get in more circles, join some masterminds. Um, that's a huge thing because those people who are massive, like they have money, they're looking for people to delegate to, like they're looking to scale their business. They're not just somebody who's curious about online marketing. There's a lot of console calls that I used to get on where people are like, oh, I heard about this Facebook thing. And like, that's when you know that it's not a good fit. Like, it's just like, it's just, you heard about it. Okay. Like you're not going to know any terminology. You're going to freak out if I spend 20 bucks extra in like one day, you're going to ask me 25 questions about why the button is this color. Like you're literally just going to bother me. So it's, it's like, all right, I don't want that client. Um, but honestly, like running Google ads for local businesses was the best way that I started off because Google was very easy. Like I would just turn on like simple search campaigns and they would just get more traffic and they would make more money. Um, and that's the best way that I built the cash flow starting up. And then I basically went to Facebook ads with them once I proved the concept there, because local businesses are actually pretty easy to give them an ROI. You just run more Google ads. It's literally all I did. I just ran Google ads to their Google My Business, which generated them map directions, calls, and just drove them more traffic. And with local businesses, like they depend on traffic. It's not like they're running sales funnels and all that at a nationwide level. It's just like get them more traffic. It's kind of like emails, send more emails, they make more money. Um, so that's kind of how I like jumpstart everything. And then I started building out my personal brand. That's the second like big pillar is my, my personal brand. So me putting out content, me going live, me posting, you know, a couple times a day made me so much more money. You know, I was posting a couple times a month and just like being there. But as soon as I took the approach of like, okay, I got to make videos. I got to educate business owners. I got to talk about Facebook ads, Google ads. I got to talk about these little strategies that are not giving away like my full secret sauce, but are at least like teasing it. And then I would have them reach out to me and then obviously close them all in curiosity and like having my personal brand. Now it's like I post five times a day. I have a whole content team. I get people every single day organically. I don't really need to run that many ads anymore. Um, because I almost have 200 K followers and I post every single day, like really transparent content. And like, people are just so drawn to that because nobody in the agency niche is doing what I'm doing. And I don't say that as like an ego thing. It's like literally true. Like there's no agency owner who's posting five times a day and has as many followers as me. They're just not like, it's just, it, there's nobody else who, who's, who's competing. So that's where I took that approach of like Gary V, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, like all these guys they just make way more content. There are more platforms. They get more attention. The more eyeballs you have, the more money you make. So I was like, all right, well, if I post five times a day, I'll probably make more money. And it was true. And people were just like, yo, I saw that video you posted yesterday. Like, you know, I really want to work with you. Like, how much is it? And like, you just get people. And it's not a manipulation thing. It's just like, I really am transparent with my content. Like, I say whatever I want. I don't really care. And I attract the right business owners. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. The, I mean, those are some awesome nuggets that you dropped there. A couple of things, like I know the frustration of working with those small business owners and things like that. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're just getting started though, like I almost felt like, I, I don't know, I had, wasn't able to just jump into charging high prices when I had my agency. Like, I don't know if it was the confidence thing, the credibility, just whatever it was, like, it just didn't work for me. Like, I had to go through that initial phase of 
working with clients that maybe were more demanding that were doing all those kind of things just to cut my teeth. Like, and you mentioned it, sharpening the saw, cut like, like, yeah, maybe that isn't the, you know, those aren't your ideal clients long-term, but in the short term, it builds up your confidence. You get some credibility. You have some case studies you can show people. You, you start to see internally for yourself, like, Hey, this thing really works. And I think that that's, um, you know, it's almost just like going to college, right? Like it's just a part of the education that you have to go through. Um, I think the other thing you said there too, that was really great was about, you know, working on yourself. We talk a lot about that in offline sharks. Like, look, if you don't have any confidence in being able to do SEO, uh, SEO, your own agency website, like get your own agency website ranking. And that will give you that same kind of confidence, right? Cause now, you know, like, well, look, if I can do this for me, I can do it for somebody else. Yeah, of course. And it's also like a lot of things in the beginning too, if you can charge more, you can white label to people who are good at things. Like that's when I had to start white labeling SEO services for my clients, because I quite frankly don't know anything about backlinks or none of that. So I just simply will take a fee from the cut and then I give it to the SEO agency and they do the work. Um, and it actually took me a while to find like a really good agency for SEO because most of them are just like using these really low quality backlinks from like India people. And it's like, it doesn't really bring my clients results. So, yeah. um, and then you feel guilty, which is obviously normal. It's human nature. It's like, if I'm taking this person's money and I'm like, damn, like I'm not ranking them that high. It's like, you know, you, you don't feel good about it. Right. You, you want to deliver results, right? Like ultimately you want your clients to do well. Cause not only will they stay, but it just like, it feels really crummy when somebody's paying you and they're not getting results. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. So another thing I wanted to ask you about. So when you started your agency, was it just you and like you've grown a team yeah. over time? Yeah, it was just me. I was doing everything. Like I was driving around New York, literally taking pictures at barbershops, taking pictures at restaurants with my camera. Like it was a solo show. Nobody was helping me at all. I had no VAs. I had literally one person, me. I was making the content in Canva. I was posting it. I was running the ads. I was taking the pictures. I was rendering the videos. I was doing everything. I love it. Um, I, yeah. Like I was doing the client acquisition too. I wasn't doing like literally it was everything. Um, and then like now I have a team of 11 um, and I have a sales team too. So I have four guys on the phone to like close deals for me for my Calendly. Um, and that's really been awesome. Um, and that's like the biggest thing too is like once you start, you know, actually generating some type of income, you need to have a lead gen system. If you ever want to make six figures a month as an agency owner, like you need to have a lead gen system where you're running ads. Like I did this to get to the six figure a month mark, but I literally just ran ads, had these four guys closing, gave them 15% commissions. And I would just literally just churn all day. And then I would have an onboarding process for the clients to come on. And like, that's how I really took my stuff to the next level. So once you build that cash flow of like 10 to 25 K a month and you get to that point, 
Now, obviously, you can't really do this when you first start. I mean, unless you have like, you know, you have money saved from another job and you can afford to spend, you know, $500 to $1,000 a day on lead gen, then go for it. But having that process for me and having those case studies on the landing page and all those video testimonials, it was easy and effortless for people to book calls with me and then my sales team would close them. And it's like, that's where you really churn money. Um, and then obviously you're getting into bigger things like onboarding, automations, um, you know, closing rates on the phone, keeping track, recording phone calls. You're getting into more high scale stuff that you're really not worried about in the beginning because you're just worried about getting your first client. So it's like that that's a little bit of piece of advice is like once they get to 10, 25K a month, then you should be looking to build your own lead gen system and duplicating those clients' results and using those systems to then just duplicate, 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 and you can easily hit six figures a month. But then there's the money block part where like agency owners get this like 10 to 25 K a month and they just feel comfortable and they don't want to scale. And it's like, Oh, well, if I lose a client, I'll find a new one tomorrow. I'll just post something on Instagram and I'll find somebody. And it's like, they're really afraid to scale because they think that more money is more problems, but you're just impacting more people's lives. And um, that's something that like we acquire at a very young age with our parents and stuff is like that thought of money and like all, all those different things that like we could get into, but like, that's a real problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally what will take you to the next level is having a lead gen system. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I, I love that you talked in detail about the process because I think so many people, you know, they, 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 they download a, an episode of a podcast like this, right? They hear you talking six figures a month, all that, like they think that you just spring forward, like you just spring forth in that, that income realm, but you don't, it's a, it's a process. Like it's a process that anyone who's successful has to go through. And so if you're listening to this episode and and that's where you want to go, like you have to really start to be okay with going through that process yourself and knowing that it's coming. Like you're going to, like, I know so much of my entrepreneurial life. I've just felt like I'm in a dark room loaded full of stuff and I have no idea where anything is. And I'm just like feeling my way around, you know? And uh, yeah. the more people I talk to, I, I find, I used to think, well, it's just me. Like, cause I'm a schmuck. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but it's not, it's like, that's the process you have to go through to get to that next level in that point. Yeah. And like, and, and that's where I took most of the referral stuff and cold outreach and got to 20, 30 K. And then I started to get comfortable for a little bit. And I was like, how do I hike? Like, where do I go to get to that six figure month mark? Cause I know I can do it because if I can make 30, I can make hundred. And all I did was I just set up this, you know, funnel with all my social proof. And then I just ran traffic to it because the thing too is like, when you start making that kind of money, you get very frugal because you get excited about keeping the money. Yeah. It's like 30 K a month. You want to retain, you want to get a nice car. You want to do all these things. You want to travel now because that's money that you never had. And you get so attached to that money amount. And that's where most people get sucked in. And then if COVID happens and you have a local business agency, you're not making 20, 30 K a month. You're making five, if anything. So it's like, you can't get comfortable. You got to build those systems in place and be willing to lose money. Because when I set up my system of having, you know, my, my lead gen to a qualification, to a booking, then I was like, oh, wow. Like I just spent a lot of money on ads to find out what was working. And I probably blew through like five to seven grand, which most people who are making 23 K a month, like they actually don't want to spend that kind of money. Like they're scared. And it's like, even when they're making that kind of money, they, they, they're still scared to spend money. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole going to six figure a month, that's all about taking a couple of L's. Like you need to lose a couple times because you got to find that right system that when replicated, 
and with predictability, you know you can spend money at it and throw money at it and get that right result back. At that point, it's all a numbers game. It's not a quality game or this game. It's literally a numbers game because you've done enough quality to at least pass 10K a month. You just duplicate that six, seven times and you're there. It's just that we don't think about it like that because we think that if we're going to that distance, we have to get results every single time for the same individual and then just do that. And it's like, I understand that, but there's so many other verticals you're going to get to work with to the point where you just literally have to duplicate the systems that worked for you here because they got you to 10K a month. You're just literally duplicating or repeating and that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, another question I'm curious about your take on this. What in the in the paid ad the paid ads world across the different platforms, anything like that? Is there anything that you you notice people aren't talking? I mean, I know you mentioned Snapchat, but is there anything else you notice people they're not talking about it that they should be something they should be paying attention to? Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, is that eighty percent of people think that paid ads are a get rich quick scheme. They think that they can just launch ads and make money. 80% of paid ads, the only reason why they work is because your offer. Like literally that is it. Your offer is 80% of the battle. If your offer is not intriguing or is exciting, then how are you going to get people to buy at scale? Like that's so important and people do not realize this. It's the biggest reason why most people who run info products or people who run webinars, they have such a exciting hook and they solve a major problem and they have massive case studies. And that's what goes into a huge offer that can make seven figures a year. But we have these people who buy these pre-built Shopify stores and buy these things. And it's like, you're getting thrown into this, like literally like a sucker hole is what I call it. And it's like, you're, you don't understand that 80% of selling stuff online, having a good lead gen system, you know, having a good, you know, coaching program is all about your offer. It's not about, you know, for example, it's not about helping coaches sell their packages better. It's about getting them 50 to 60 qualified booked appointments every month. That's way more appealing because coaches have an ego to where they think that they can close people with like predictability. They don't care about selling their package. They, they just care about getting more appointments and how to do it more cost efficiently. That's what goes into a better offer. It's, it's crazy because Back then in like 2015 to 2017, I had a lot of advertisers who I used to talk to who were like, hey man, like it was easy to make money on Facebook because it was so cheap. Now you have to actually have a real business to make money on Facebook and Google and YouTube. You actually have to have a real video production, a real offer, real case studies. Like it has to be more thought out funnel. You can make some garbage funnel, you know, six years ago and make money. Like now it requires way more quality control, unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all about that offer. Like, that's a real important part. And it's hard to convince people because it's not sexy. Like, if I made an offer and I was like, hey, I'm going to help you make a better offer, people are like, ah, like, I just want paid ads. And it's like, it's not the way it works. Man. Just- yeah, people never, you know, it's so, I, I was, I, I've talked about this with so many people. Like, what I have experienced in the little bit of success I've had has been the realization that, if it's sexy, I probably don't want to be doing it. Like it's the non-sexy things that I should be focusing on every day. Cause those in my experience have been the things that move the needle yeah. more than anything else. But you yeah. try to tell somebody that and they're just like, they look at you like you're crazy. Like, well, I say this every time on any calls. I'm like, listen, the most boring things in your business are the ones that make the most money. 
And when people don't scale, they're like, oh, it's my ads. It's this. I'm like, no, it's like probably your automations and it's your qualification. It's these things that are so boring. It's like, it's crazy. It really is. I really love the point you brought up because that's literally what I preach. It's like the most boring things in your business make the most money. And people still don't understand that. So like, oh, it's the ad. It's like my, my, my hair looks weird in the picture of the ad. It's like, no, your offer sucks. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, your offer is not appealing. Like, who are you really targeting? It's like, it's crazy, man. So that's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's so true. I was, I think I was actually talking about this with Troy and I was saying how, like, you know, when you talk about going, like when you talk about going from that, you know, that 10, that 20, that 30,000 a month to six figures a month as an agency, you know, and somebody says, well, how did you do that? Like, I think most people aren't prepared for the accurate answer. Because the accurate answer is I just continued to do the things I was doing well and I got better at doing them. Yeah. And that's what I just kept doing. Like there's no like it's not rocket science. Yeah, it's not this magic bullet, too. It's like a lot of people sell this magic bullet and it's like it's not the case at all. Like it's literally just duplicating what's already worked 10 more times and then obviously pulling yourself out of the business more, like hiring a team, finding people who do things that you don't want to do anymore. Because the things that are the most boring that you don't want to do make the most money, just delegate them. But people yeah. are afraid to hire because why? Why are people afraid to hire? Um, number one, they can do it all themselves. Number two, they want all the money to themselves. And number three is they don't trust anybody with their business. They don't want to trust anybody. And those are the problems. It's like you can't scale if you can't get past those. Yeah, hiring is okay. We actually just did a product launch at the end of March called the Yellow Brick Road, where we showed agency owners how to bring on appointment setters, how to bring on people to do those things for them, because we believe and see that's a, that's a crucial step. That's a crucial step in the process. Like you, you may be scared to do it. You may think I don't want to do it, but like it is one of the things that's going to take you to that next level. And the sooner you can implement it, you know, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So one last question. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? Um, honestly, no, <laughs> you did ask me a lot of stuff. That's good. <laughs> Dude, that's no, I mean, you're good, man. There's nothing <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, we went over the ads and the agency stuff. So that's, that's primarily what niche I'm in. So that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, awesome. Well, where can listeners go to find out more about Jason and, and see what you're doing? Uh, so, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Jason Wojo. Uh, we post five times a day daily content uh, about my life, documenting, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my YouTube channel is also Jason Wojo. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, just anywhere, just search Jason Wojo. I'll be the first one to pop up. I'm the only person that has the same name. So, yeah. Awesome. And I will put that link in the show notes as well for listeners. Jason, man, it was awesome having you hang out today. Like this was a, a really fun conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. If you guys enjoyed this conversation as well, do us a favor, wherever you listen to this podcast, leave us a review. We would love to see that. And again, you can find all the notes on this episode, all the links at tomgaddis.com. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me there. And uh, Jason, thanks again. Enjoy Florida. And listeners, I will see you next week uh, on What's the Secret. And uh, stay safe. Practice aloha.
Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.